Hey, what's going on, NFL fans? This your boy, Antoine Smitty Smith. Smitty Sports Machine. I made it back, y'all. Y'all haven't heard from me since January. That's right, January, but it's September, and that means it's football season. And the reason why you haven't heard from me, because I've been off venturing a journey to new adventures. Uh, if you haven't checked out my YouTube channel, Smitty Sports Machine, please go do that. Because I give you some of my takes on some of the hottest topics out there. I even talk with people in the media world. And I talk to former athletes. So if you haven't checked that out on Smith Sports Machine on YouTube, please go do so. Because trust me, I don't disappoint. But as usual, I do my weekly predictions. And I give y'all my favorite fantasy players to watch. Week 1, man, it's going to be, you know blessing because of what's been going on with this pandemic man and it seems like sports always uplifts uplifts us but you know as a country we got to find a way you know to uplift each other and in this hard time I think sports is the reason why we're getting by some of us because mental health is no joke trust me I've seen it firsthand. and for those who think it's a joke Please go do your research. And that's all I have to say about that. But week one. Let's get to this Thursday game. And then, you know, as I always do, I do the primetime games, the 4 o'clock games. I do it all in different segments. But the kickoff is Thursday. Texas and Chiefs. Now, this game will feature two of the newly paid quarterbacks, the young you know, superstar quarterbacks in this league. And on top of that, you know, the Super Bowl champions, this is the start of them defending their crown. Andy Reid got a six-year extension. Patrick Mahomes got his $500 million deal. I think they're a match made in heaven, and they could start a dynasty depending on how the defense holds up. They're going against Deshaun Watson, who lost his favorite target, Really, their second-best player in DeAndre Hopkins. It's going to be interesting to see how the Texans bounce back after losing him. Texans still have a lot of questions on defense. And the Chiefs still have that track and field team at wide receiver, which is probably why I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. I think Watson puts up good numbers, but I think that Chiefs team will be too much for that Texans defense. So I'm going to take the Chiefs at home at Arrowhead. Thursday night football. I'm going to go 35-21 over the Texans. Now, don't get me wrong. Houston still has a chance to make this a game. But when you have an offense like like the Chiefs that you have to stop, uh, that team can score on every possession if they wanted to, to be honest. They have a young running back that I'm excited to see. And I just can't wait to see, you know, how this game turns out. My player to watch for fantasy football is none other than Patrick Mahomes. I think he can throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. I'm going low because no preseason. We don't know how this is going to pan out. And really, they've only been practicing, not playing against each other. So, on the field, you know, contact with another team is always different. So, the first couple of weeks, I think, will be, you know, like preseason football. The first two to three weeks. But like I said, I'm taking the Chiefs 35-21. Patrick Mahomes is my player to watch for the Chiefs. And look out. 
because uh, I wouldn't be surprised they go back to back. Let's go to Orchard Park in Buffalo. Bills and Jets. I think this will be a defensive struggle. And I think uh, Josh Allen, it's time for him to spread his wings and see what let's see what he got because he can he's a dual threat quarterback and nobody ever thinks about that when they talk about Josh Allen. He has that strong arm, can make any throw, but he also can make plays with his leg. And with the Jets, you know, Sam Darnold going into his third season, I think it's time for him to turn it up too. Le'Veon Bell still in that backfield for how long, I don't know. But what worries me about just their wide receivers. Darnold, you know, lost Robbie Anderson to the Panthers. So it's interesting to see what they will be able to do. I think for the Jets to win this game, they have to control the ball by running, you know, control the clock by running the ball, and Le'Veon Bell will be key in that. But like I said, Josh Allen is a dual-threat quarterback, and that's why I will give the Bills the win in this one. I think it'll be low-scoring at 17-14, but Josh Allen, you know, it's time for you to spread your wings. I think he gets a touchdown run and a touchdown throw, and probably throws for about 250 yards in this one. But I'm taking the Bills, like I said. Josh Allen is my player to watch. 17-14 Bills. Packers and Vikings. This game is going to be interesting because the Vikings got an upgrade on offense with Yannick Ngakwe. And the Packers, you know, they're still the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is still there. Aaron Williams is still running that ball in the backfield. I'm Aaron Jones, I'm sorry. And I think uh, being in Minnesota... It gives the Vikings a slight edge. Yes, they lost Everson Griffin, but that defense is still stout. With Anthony Barr, Harrison Smith, Eric Kendricks, and Daniel Hunter, one of the most underrated pass rushers in this league. You add Ngakwe to that, that's a recipe for, you know, a deep playoff run. Packers, you know, they're always the talk of the division, but this year is going to be tough. Because if the Bears get everything right with that defense that they have, I can see the Bears competing. Everybody laughs at the Lions, but if Matt Patricia can get the best out of that team with all that they've done in the offseason, I think the Lions can be competitive. And these two teams right here, maybe one and two, but for this game, I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings. Now, Kirk Cousins, you know, for the money he's getting paid, it's time to start producing and making victories and taking his team deeper in the playoffs. And if they can do that, if he can do that, rather, look out because Minnesota has a championship caliber defense. Now, Davin Cook, you know, has been disputing his contract. So I hope there's not too big of a distraction, but I'm going to take the Vikings at home 24-20 over the Packers. My player to watch for the Vikings is that defense. They can hold Aaron Rodgers to under 300 yards and two touchdowns. I think they have the chance to take the, you know, take a victory. But let's go to the NFC. Eagles at the Washington football team. Man, that sounds funny. But let's be real. Washington is rebuilding. Yes, they have a new coach in Ron Riviera. And I think he will make a big difference. But the Eagles, you know, still have that championship defense, championship caliber defense that can clamp down 
and you know shut Washington down. Now Washington made quite a few moves this offseason. One that I did not like was releasing Adrian Peterson, which I think was the perfect scenario. Now Alex Smith is on the 53-man roster, and that's going to be interesting to watch with Dwayne Haskins. If he can grow and Alex Smith can, you know, tutor him into being a solid starting quarterback, I think they have something going for the future. As for right now, too many off-the-field distractions and new coaching scheme, I think, will hurt Washington. So, I'm going to take Eagles in this one. I think Carson Wentz and that new offense that they put around him, I think they would be pretty good. Sean Jackson, Philly favorite, in my opinion. I think he be, will be the key to this game. I like Miles Sanders and what he did as a rookie, so I look for him to turn it up, you know, as it goes on. He, to me, is a mini Saquon Barkley, and this year it will show. I'm banking on Miles Sanders having a thousand yard season, but I'm also banking on Deshaun Jackson becoming Deshaun Jackson of old. If they can get those 30 to 40 yard plays downfield, Eagles will be pretty dangerous. I'm going to take them in this game easily. I'm going to go Eagles 31, Washington 14. The reason why I say that, too many off-field distractions. Our Darius guys, uh, Dwayne Haskins still young, and they still have a lot of growing to do. So, like I said, I'm taking the Eagles 31. 17, player to watch in this game. I'm going to say Deshaun Jackson, if he can get those big plays and come back to being himself, I think uh, the Eagles will be pretty good this year. Let's go to the AFC North with the Browns and the Ravens. This game is going to be pretty interesting because if the Browns can pull off an upset here, and that's right, I said upset because I'm taking the Ravens, I think it sets the pace for Cleveland to have a great season. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they have everything they need on offense, but can Baker Mayfield be that quarterback that they need him to be? Great rookie season, fell off last year significantly, and it kind of worries me because the rookie season that he had, you've seen what he could do, you know, physically, and you've seen his, you know, football IQ grow that first season, but it seemed like it fell off and he couldn't keep his head on straight throughout the season. But at the same time, Look at Lamar Jackson, who was NFL MVP last year. He is vice versa of what I said about Baker Mayfield. He found his way his rookie season, but he could not get the Ravens past the Chargers in that first-round game. So you've seen the same with that as far as them losing to Tennessee in the divisional last year. But his NFL second season, MVP season, was one to remember. 36 touchdowns. Seven rushing touchdowns, 1,200 yards rushing for a quarterback, which was a new NFL record, was held by Mike Vick for a while. And to see Lamar Jackson grow like that with a vaunted Ravens defense, that, that they rebuilt this offseason, uh, adding Calais Campbell, uh, to name a few. Now, they lost Earl Thomas, which was, which was a big blow, but with how they run their scheme, and the players that are in their scheme, I think they can bounce, from, bounce back from that loss uh, pretty quickly. They run the ball pretty well, and that's their bread and butter. So they will control the clock 
which will hide, you know, their deficiencies on defense. So, let's look at, you know, how the Browns, would, what it would take for them to win this game. It would take the Browns to keep the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hand, run Nick Chubb, run Kareem Hunt, um, bootleg, play action. If they can throw that defense off, they will have a chance. But if the Ravens control the clock, Baltimore will easily win this game. But I think the Ravens will do just that, and I'm going to take the Ravens 20-13 over the Browns in Baltimore. My player to watch in this game is Lamar Jackson. I think uh, he will run for two touchdowns and throw for another in this game, and I think he will be the deciding factor, and the Ravens get off to a 1-0 start again. Let's move to the AFC South with the Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Jacksonville, in my opinion, may be one of the worst teams on paper that I've seen in a while. That 2017 championship team is gone. Traded Jalen Ramsey. Just released Leonard Fournette, who's in Tampa Bay. Um, who else? Calais Campbell traded him to Baltimore. Gardner Minshew is the new starting quarterback. Now, he's not as bad as people are making him the scene because I've seen in a couple of articles they have him ranked as the number 32 quarterback in the league, which I definitely don't agree with. He had a great season last year coming in, you know, to take it over from Nick Foles. And if you look at, you know, his 21 touchdowns and six interceptions, that's a very solid season for a rookie quarterback. Colts reloaded, you know, on defense, added some pieces. But the key piece that I think will make this team go is Phillip Rivers. And if he can, you know, somehow get past, you know, wide receivers that are under six feet, I think the Colts will be fine. Now, he finally has the offensive line that he's wanted with Quentin Nelson, uh, Anthony Costanzo. That is one of the better young offensive lines in the league, something he did not have in San Diego. He has Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor running behind him, T.Y. Hills in that wide receiver, Paris Campbell. He has all the weapons that he needs. But Darius Leonard is the key on defense. Darius Leonard is the young leader of that defense. And if the Colts can get a consistent pass rush, y'all look out. Because the Colts, I think they'll be coming for the Titans in that AFC South. I'm going to take the Colts in this one because I think, like I said, the Jaguars on paper, probably one of the worst teams in the league. So I'm going to take the Colts in Jacksonville. That's funny. Um, I think it's a blowout. I'm going to pick the Colts 34-14 over the Jaguars. I think Phillip Rivers has a big day. Over 300 yards, four touchdowns, and I think the Colts run away with this one. Let's go to the Raiders and Panthers. Now this is going to be an interesting game. Panthers also one of the young teams. Uh, they went defensive heavy in the draft uh, to try to get back to what they, you know, were. And I think that's the right move under, you know, new coach. But at the same time, you have John Gruden on the other side who's gradually building the Raiders up, making them a contender. It was rough in the beginning, but he's put everything in the right place. Still have Derek Carr. I thought he'd be gone. Josh Jacobs in that backfield, and he has totally rebuilt that Raiders defense. How solid it will be, 
I don't know yet. Max Crosby, I love what he did, you know, as a rookie. But now, full-time, I think he will probably become one of the best young passers in this league. Fourth-round pick, which, hey, I'm not knocking, but look, it doesn't matter where you pick, it's where you end up. Derek Carr is the key to this game, I think. Panthers are young, so I'm not banking on them because Luke Keekley retired, and that was their heart and soul of their defense. Shaq Thompson has to take over. Kawan Short has to play well up front. But the Raiders, I think, even though they have young receivers, I think Derek Carr can put it put the ball where it needs to be in this game, and Josh Jacobs can help him. So I'm going to take the Raiders in this one. And I'm going to take the Raiders pretty good in this one. Now, the Raiders don't usually blow people out, but this game, I think they will. I'll take the Raiders 28-10 over the Panthers in Charlotte. NFC North, black and blue division. As I said with the Lions earlier, like what Matt Patricia doing with the Bears, um, to me, is a slight rebuild because... Um, Bears still need a running back. Let's be real. Mr. Biscay is named the starter, which I still don't trust. Uh, Nick Foles is the veteran, which I feel like they should have taken, you know, time out to really evaluate what they both bring. But I guess they're giving Mr. Trubisky one last chance because I don't think he makes it all the way through the season at the starter. Now, the Bears, they're rebuilding on offense. They lost Cal Young to... Um, Kyle Long to retirement and they rebuilding on their line as well which I think is a big problem for uh, Mr. Biscuit even though he can scramble I still don't see it you know as huh, an advantage now the Lions on the other hand they're also young but I think Matt Patricia can get the best out of that team Matthew Stafford we don't know how, he, how much longer he's going to hold up he has the weapons that he needs they just added Adrian Peterson, which sounds funny, but at 35 years old, add him on with Kerryon Johnson. I kind of like that backfield. But if the Lions can play well up front on the offensive line, which they struggled last year to protect Matthew Stafford and um, the uh, the other kid, I forgot his name, but um, he played well, you know, well enough the second half, even though he didn't put up any numbers. He was able to stay, you know, stable. But this game is probably going to be a little bit sloppy and a little bit of low score. So I'll take the Lions since they're at home uh, 13-10 over the Bears, which will probably be a defensive struggle. Let's go to New England. Dolphins and Patriots. Now, the Dolphins and Patriots, both of these teams are going in different directions. The Dolphins are trying to rebuild, put young talent on the field. They blew that team up. So they will, you know, probably be another one of those teams that has to find their way through the season. On the other hand, New England, we know what happened with them by losing Tom Brady. But in my opinion, Bill Belichick is still, you know, the key to that team. And if he can keep that team and keep his coaching philosophy in place, I think New England will be just fine in the NFC, in the AFC East. Now, Buffalo is coming for them, true enough. 
But like I said, with Bill Belichick, um, you never know. Cam Newton takes over as a starting quarterback, and I think they don't skip a beat. Still have Sonny Michelle, still have James White in that backfield. Both can catch the ball out the backfield. They have some, you know, significant weapons on offense. You know, I think to succeed. Yes, they lost some key, some key players on that defensive side of the ball. But like I said, with Bill Belichick's, you know, system, I think they'll be fine. I'm going to take the Patriots at home uh, easily over the Dolphins. I'm going to go because Bill Belichick, he will run up the score in a second. But I'm going to go Patriots 35, Dolphins 13 in Foxborough. Final 1 o'clock game, Falcons and Seahawks. This is my game of the week, not the Buccaneers and the Saints. Because this game is key for both teams. Just, let's just be real. Falcons need to get off to a fast start after two straight 7-9 seasons. Seahawks will be, you know, running and gunning. They lost Jadavion Clowney. But they added more talent on defense. So, Falcons, you know, high-powered offense against the Seahawks, you know, defense, who I think, you know, will probably surprise a lot of people and be top 10 in this league in 2020. So, you look at Matt Ryan, Julio Jones connection, they add Todd Gurley, another weapon, still have Kevin Ridley, who had a solid first two seasons in the league. Going against, you know, a Seahawks defense that still has Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, uh, LJ Collier, who's one of the up and coming defensive linemen in the league, um, Shaquille Griffin. I mean, they still have a lot of talent on defense. Well, what they added with Jamal Adams, I think will put this team over the top. Now, I'm going to take the Falcons, maybe because I'm being a little biased here. But I think Todd Gurley will make a hell of a lot of difference in that Falcons offense, who struggled with the running game the last two seasons. Look back at the 2016 Super Bowl season, what did the Falcons do best? They ran the ball, play action work, no huddle work. I see that same, you know, pattern with this team. Very young on defense, high-powered offense. I think the Falcons can pull this one out. I'm going to go to Falcons at home, 27-24, in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and they get off to that quick start that they need. And also think about this. Seattle has to travel all the way from Washington, so they may be a little jet, man, because teams have not been traveling this uh, training camp season, so that may be a key factor. But those are my 1 o'clock games. When I come back, I give you all my 4 o'clock games my primetime games. Stay tuned. Hey, let's get back, you know, four o'clock games for week one. And again, I'd like to thank y'all for uh, tuning in with Smitty, uh, Smitty Sports Machine. I appreciate the support. I try my best to give y'all my hottest takes. Some of y'all might not agree with what I say all the time, but trust me, sometimes I'm absolutely right, and I'm not bragging. But let's get to these 4 o'clock games, Chargers and Bengals. This game is going to be surprisingly good. Now, the Bengals, they also have retooled. Now, they may not be as good, but they were competitive last year. So 
with what they had with number one overall pick Joe Burrow and the weapons that they put around him and Joe Mixon, A.J. Green, uh, Taj Boyd, who's going to be, you know, pretty good. Now, defensively is where they may have a problem. I still don't think they, you know, upgraded at key positions, including linebacker and safety, uh, which, you know, they gave a lot of big plays last year. And with this Chargers team, Tyrod Taylor at the at quarterback. I think they can, you know, reel off some big plays. Now they will be in Cincinnati, but you know, Los Angeles is, you know, turning over from the Philip Rivers era, and it's interesting to see how they would do that. Austin Eckler is the starting running back after Melvin Gordon moved on to Denver, and that's kind of funny because they're a division rival. And he chose the Broncos, who already have Philip Lindsay, but that's another story. So, let's look at, you know, how the Chargers can, you know, take out the Bengals at home. Now, don't get me wrong, Joe Burrow had a great season, you know, at LSU last year on his way to the Heisman Trophy. But this the NFL. It's interesting to see how he will adjust to, you know, the speed of the game, reading defenses. Um, reading his targets so it'll be interesting to see all that but I think the key to this game even though the Chargers will be without Derwin James this year I think defensively they still have enough to win this game Tyra Taylor is a veteran in this league and I think he can make enough plays you know to carry San Diego to a victory so I'm going to take the Chargers on the road against Cincinnati and I'm going to take them very closely I'm going to go 20 to 17 over the Bengals, you know, in Cincinnati. Let's go out to the West Coast. Cardinals and 49ers. 49ers runner-up last year in the Super Bowl. I thought they were going to bring it home, but they fell a little bit short. And Arizona, a lot of people are not thinking about it. Arizona may have one of the best young offenses in the league. Kyler Murray getting his new weapon in the Andre Hopkins. And they're close to an agreement on a new deal, by the way, if y'all haven't heard. Still have Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Kenyon Drake, who I think, you know, is a dual threat back. And it's perfect for that air raid offense of Cliff Kingsbury. So all the Cardinals have to do in this game, control the clock, move the ball, which I think they can. They may pull out an upset here. 49ers, like I said, Jimmy G, I think this season he finally puts it all together. They may end up back on another Super Bowl run. Let's not get it twisted. They lost Briston Buck where they traded Briston Butler to the Colts, but they still have D Ford, Nick Bosa, and that defensive line, you know, Eric Armstead, they still have a strong defensive line, which is still the strength of this team. If they can do that, you know, they'll be fine. Let's not forget, Joe Staley retired, but they replaced him with Trent Williams, which is an upgrade because of Staley's injuries. So Jimmy G's backside will be, you know, protected. Tevin Coleman, you know, I think he'll be key as well. In that backfield, he may get more carries this year, but we'll see. Can the 49ers wide receivers make those big plays to help this offense? 
That is yet to be seen. But I think the 49ers defense is strong enough to stop Arizona's, you know, air raid attack. But this game could go either way. It's a toss-up in my opinion because of what both te- the strength of both teams. But if I had to choose, I would take the 49ers at home over the Cardinals. I think it'll be a nice scoring game in 30-27, 49ers. But don't be surprised if the Cardinals pull this one out. Let's go down to the Big Easy, Tampa Bay and the Saints. Now, this game is very interesting because you have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, uh, two is with a whole bunch of weapons around them. Mr. Slack King, Michael Thomas, I think he has 10 or more catches in this game. Let's be real. Uh, Alvin Kamara, who's going through contract issues, I think is the key for the Saints in this game. I think he has been the key for them for a while. Michael Thomas gets all the, you know, all the hoopla, but Alvin Kamara is what makes this offense go. Run screen game, line up in the slot. Uh, he can where you, where he can take you out late in the game after they pounded the ball. But Tampa Bay, trust me, they'll be ready. Bruce Aaron is one of the best offensive minds in the game. How he has implemented a system around Tom Brady, it will be very interesting to see because Brady at 42 years old, well, 43 now, but Brady, trust me, that Saints defense will be coming after you. And I've said this all offseason, and I'm going to say it again right now. Mike Thomas, if Tom Brady can get him the ball, Mike Thomas will have one of the best receiving seasons in NFL history because of his catch radius, because of his, you know, ability to make plays after the catch. At six foot five, and against a weak Saints secondary, he could get off to one of the best starts in history. Now, I remember years ago when Anquan Bolden had a 200-yard game uh, as a rookie. I can see Michael Thomas having a 200-yard game first game of the season against that Saints defense. Saints have improved their pass rush, but their secondary, in my opinion, is still suspect. If Tom Brady can do that, the Buccaneers can pull this one out. But, at the same time, I think Drew Brees can pick apart that Buccaneers defense. So, I'm going to take the Saints at home. And I'm going to take the Saints at home 35-31 over the Buccaneers. Let's go to L.A. Cowboys. They practice in California, so they've been in California probably a while. So it's like they're at home. The Rams lost Todd Gurley, who's now in Atlanta. So we will see what Jerry Goff does with um, what the kid named Cam Akers. Let's see what he does with that kid. And uh, the kid from uh, Memphis, who uh, was a rookie last year. Let's see if they can carry Todd Gurley's load. The Rams' offensive line is still pretty strong, you know, but defense, you know, Jalen Ramsey, after a significant loss of uh, the linebacker that went to the Raiders, uh, what is it, Uh, Corey Littleton. Corey Littleton. If they lost him, he was the key to keeping that defense together. Jalen Ramsey is out there in the secondary. Marcus Joyner. Let's look and let's see, you know, how the Rams can uh, pick it up. 
because the Cowboys, we already know what they're going to do. They're going to run Zeke Elliott, run Zeke Elliott until, you know, they soften up their defense and make plays to those wide receivers. Because uh, Michael Gallup, he's one of the best up-and-coming receivers in the league. They have retooled their defense, adding um, or getting Randy Gregory back. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, not Demarcus Lawrence, uh, uh, what's the kid name? That's right, Demarcus Lawrence. I'm thinking about Demarcus Ware. Demarcus Lawrence, I was right. Um, Randy Gregory, uh, Kyle Vander Esch. Cowboys have a pretty solid defense. They added, um, well, Jerry McCoy got hurt. Uh, Don Terry Poe. Um, Everson Griffin. They added Everson Griffin, so you pair him with uh, Demarcus Lawrence. I think you have a pretty nice tandem there. So... Cowboys are strong defensively. I think they improved that pass rush. So they will be pretty solid, you know, coming out the block. And I'm going to take Dallas on the road against the Rams because I just don't know what we're getting out of the Rams. I will have to watch them for a couple of weeks to see what they're going to do. So I'm going to take the Cowboys on the road. Uh, I'm going to go 31-20. I think Zeke Elliott can score three touchdowns against that defense because uh, Dallas offensive line is still there and they're going to run the ball down their throats. So I'm going to go 31-20, Cowboys over the Rams. Uh, There's a Monday night football doubleheader. Steelers and Giants is the first matchup in the Meadowlands. Now, the Giants have also, you know, retooled their defense. Got linebackers, they got their pass rush because that defense was atrocious last year, giving up 284 yards through the air. So, Janoris Jenkins is gone. Um, you look at what they added, you know, this offseason. I love what they did, you know, on the offensive side of the ball as well. Uh, finally, adding to that depth to that offensive line, which was key for them. Now, Jack Daniel Jones. Had a great season last year as a rookie. You add on, you know, Saquon Barkley. Um, yes, I wish they still had Odell Beckham, but that didn't work out. Uh, Sterling Shepard, who will probably be still the number two receiver. And if they can move the ball against the Steelers, which I think, you know, or you know, moving back towards becoming that Steelers defensive old uh, three-four zone blitz defense. I think the Giants can pull this one out at home. But at the same time, I like what James Conner did last year. Being Roethlisberger is coming back. Uh, Jane Washington played pretty strong last year. Juju Smith-Schuster is still there. And Steelers still have that massive offensive line. Uh, Cam Hayward just signed a new contract. So, the Steelers are pretty much still in place. Devin Bush, to me, was the key to the Steelers' surges last year. As a rookie, he was one of the best young linebackers in the league last year. And I think he will be key to the Steelers winning this game on the road. If the Steelers defense can stop Daniel Jones, stop Saquon Barkley, I think the Steelers pull it out. But I'm going to go with the Steelers, you know, in the Meadowlands. I say the Steelers can stop them defensively. I'll go 23-17 Steelers only because 
Saquon Barkley is in the other backfield. I think he gets his regardless against that revamped offensive line. So I'm going to go 23-17 Steelers. Um, my player to watch for the Steelers, I would have to say James Conner. Like I said, he's key to uh, the Steelers winning this game on the ground. Also, I can see Benny Snell helping him out. So, Steelers stick to their ground game, and I think they pull this one out. Let's go to the final game of week one. Titans and Broncos. Now, the Broncos, what's funny about, before I get into the game, I seen this on TV. The weather in Denver is so crazy right now. The other two days ago, while I'm recording this right now, the temperature was 101 degrees. Right now, two days later, they're on the winter weather advisory. Yes, I said it. Winter weather advisory two days later. So we could see snow in this game. Broncos and Titans. Advantage would go to the Broncos because they're used to playing in that weather. But let's not get it twisted. The Tennessee Titans still have Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, who's a scrambling quarterback. And they can still be dangerous. Tennessee revamped that defense, adding Vic Beasley and Jadavion Clowney after getting rid of Jarrell Casey, who's now with the Broncos. How ironic would that be, you know, if Jarrell Casey had a big game? It will keep him motivated. But to be honest, I think Tennessee, with their run game, now even though Denver has Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay, a two headed monster. I still like Deborah Henry to chew up that clock because I think Ryan Tannehill can make enough plays on the run to um, put up points. And I think the Tennessee Titans defense is a bit stronger with uh, Bayard at safety on the back end. So let's look at this. You know, I think this will be a low scoring game. Because both teams will try to try to control the clock. And I trust Ryan Tannehill a little bit more than Derrick Locke. Even though Derrick Locke had a great season last year for the Broncos. So I'm going to take the Titans on the road. And I'm going to go 16-13 over the Broncos. Now let's not forget about what the Broncos have. Still have Von Miller. I think Bradley Chubb's come back strong. So, I just trust the Titans defense just a little bit more. So, 16-13, Titans over the Broncos. My player to watch is Derrick Henry. I think he gets his 100 yards and two touchdowns. But, those are my picks for week one. I hope y'all enjoyed that, man, because uh, I did I always enjoy bringing y'all the hottest news, um, my thoughts. But like I said again, please go check out my YouTube channel, Smitty Sports Machine. I've come a long way in the last eight months. I'm up to 1,500 subscribers right now on YouTube at Smitty Sports Machine. Please go check that out. Now, as the season goes on, I'll be doing my NFL weekly predictions and I'll be doing shows in between uh, with special guests. So y'all stay tuned because I'm always working. You 
I'm writing in my blog on Smitty Sports Machine on sportsblog.com. I'm on YouTube, Smitty Sports Machine. And I'm on Spotify, which whether y'all listening, which is where y'all are listening right now. So I thank y'all for tuning in, you know, and joining me. I appreciate it. And as always, I will catch y'all on the flip side, my good people. Peace. What's going on? It's your man Raphael Haynes, aka Mr. Controversy. Did you miss me? It's a must that you keep it locked here on the Sports Machine Podcast. My man Smitty Smitty. Yeah. This is former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, big game James Canada. And when I need to get my sports fix, I tune into Smitty Sports Machine.